baby, that's the thing to keep you right where you're at right now. The Wrestling Realm presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this edition of Break It Down with Brian H. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. This show brought to you by The Wrestling Realm. You know what? 125 episodes. All episodes got the same music brought to you by my cousin, Hypno Beats. Make sure you give him a follow on Instagram at Hypno, H-Y-P-N-O, underscore B-E-A-T-Z. Now, folks, WrestleMania, should we call it as WrestleMania turns? Because so many things are happening. So many things are changing. I can't believe it. Can you believe it? I mean, now, Roman Reigns, the crown jewel, the face of the company you guys might not like to admit but he really is you know he's the guy that they call on when something big is going to happen he's the guy that they put on espn for a reason they're airing wrestlemania 32 on espn this sunday i believe but nonetheless roman reigns is dropping out of wrestlemania we all know a year a little over a year ago probably about 15 to 18 months ago he announced he had leukemia, that his leukemia had came back. We said the prayers for him. Thank God almighty that Roman was healed. But apparently, and this is reportedly because I haven't heard this from his mouth. Maybe he said something and I haven't got a chance to catch up on it. But, you know, when I type in Roman Reigns on Google, I don't see Roman Reigns says. But sources said that the reason why he's dropping out of WrestleMania is because of the concerns of his immune system. And, you know, you sit back and you think about it, um, and you're like, wow, you know, it makes sense. And I know a lot of people out there saying, Vince should cancel it. Vince should do this. Vince should do that. I, I, I'm in a group chat with a couple of people that say it every day. And quite frankly, I'm tired of hearing it. Uh, and I know they probably gonna call me out on it when they watch this, if they're not watching at this very moment. But the bottom line is the WWE did what they have to do. It, they were caught in a rock in a hard place. You look at the NBA, the NCAA, MLB, XFL, NHL, Major League Soccer, um, NCAA Women's, WNBA. You look at a lot of these sports, right? And you look at the amount of people involved in producing these sports and the amount of people involved in these sports. Then you look at the WWE. Well, the WWE's fan base is big as some, not big as the others, bigger than some. The problem is, or the difference is, WWE has an avenue in which they can make it work for them. They don't have as many, say, athletes or performers. It doesn't take them as many people to put on a production. When you look at the NCAA, it takes millions of cameras. Not millions, but you know what I mean. It takes a gazillion cameras. You look at basketball, all this stuff, it takes a lot of cameramen. I've done it. 
I've been out there putting together live television for live sports. Folks, you wouldn't believe the size of those cameras. They're cameras and lenses that I cannot carry by myself. Now, I ain't the strongest person. I'm not Mark Henry, but I certainly ain't James Ellsworth. But the thing is, there are cameras out there that are huge. So when you look at that, it's a huge production. The difference with WWE is they have their own performance center. They could have made this work. Unfortunately, for the wrestlers, there have been some that have been traveling back and forth. You never know what can happen. Exposure. Dana Brooke. Um, the news came out about Dana Brooke, Rey Mysterio. They were missing WrestleMania, and it was due to they had to quarantine. There was no saying, nothing saying that they were infected. At least I didn't read that. What I saw that they were quarantining themselves. That means putting themselves in self-isolation so they do not speak, I mean, do not contact anybody. You know, it's the thing we all really should be doing called social distancing, you know, which I hope you're doing. As you can see, we have a virtual party. You know what? Right after this, I might go live on Facebook from the Wrestling Realm group just to have a social distancing party about WrestleMania. Nonetheless, you look at this. So this is why I see the reason why WWE kind of felt like, you know what, we can make this work. Because I promise you, you guys got to remember, the NBA was going to make it work. They were going to do a game with no fans. And then Rudy Gobert was announced that he had got COVID-19, COVD-19, or the coronavirus. Then, star player Donovan Mitchell had it. So because of this, this is why there's a difference. This is why they decided we're not going to do anything. Fortunately for WWE, nobody had reported having the coronavirus. If they did, it was very hush-hush. So because of that, that's why they felt like they could make this work. And I know people say, postpone WrestleMania. Look, you know, Jim Cornette, and clearly you guys know he's old school, but he had even stated, you know, maybe taking, uh, doing a promo saying, look, because of XYZ, we're not going to have shows. That does not work. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. Then they looked at, um, you know, so that was that was one option. You look at advertisers, USA. They're looking at, well, we got to still have television. You know, they're not in the business of sports. Fox is, but USA isn't. They put on dramas every week. That's what they look at wrestling. It's a drama. So they want to see they want to see a product. And that's why we still have wrestling going on. And that's the reason why they made it work. They did what they could do. I just hope and pray nobody was infected. I know you have a few wrestlers going into quarantine, a few of them taking safety precautions, but that's where we are. Now, let's talk about the business at hand because there's a lot of rumors, and I think they actually may be confirmed, that coming up, the replacement for Roman Reigns is going to be Braun Strowman. So obviously the news broke. I was listening to the Wrestling Marks of Excellence last night. Shout out to Corey, Keith, and Glenn. And while I was listening to the show, Corey said, hey, something just came to the wire. 
we'll talk offline. So of course, they'll be my brothers. I said, hey, loop me in this conversation. Corey explained what happened. Then they went back on the air. They talked about it. But right before they went back on the air, we all pitched some names. Before we knew, apparently it's going to be Braun Strowman. We'll just carry on with the show as if it's going to be Braun Strowman so we can talk about that. But we all pitched some names. Like, who could it be? I even said, you know, maybe it's The Fiend. Maybe The Fiend gets his title back. Maybe it's John Cena versus Goldberg. That could be considered a dream match. I text my Uncle Troy, and he even said, Whoever's be whoever is going to be, it's gotta be a big return or a big name. So we you know, we thought about that, you know. Um my boy Blake said, Brian, I got a name, I I, I something's gonna happen that you he's texting OMG Brian. So I called him. I said what? He said, The unthinkable you think is gonna happen. I said, What's that? He said, Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin. I said, Oh, snap. Funny thing is. The funny thing is, is that I said it would actually work. And my camera just went off. So I'm going to take a quick commercial break before I get right back into this. At one point, you held three titles at once. You know, you held the uh, Capital Wrestling Women's title, the VPW Women's title, and Pro Magic, uh, Pro Wrestling Magic Women's Championship. Can you talk about what holding those titles meant, and especially having the trust from these companies to carry their championship? Um, It meant a lot to me, um, knowing that they felt I was worthy enough to like represent their name and their brand, especially like with Capital, because I was their first women's champion and I held it for 490 days. Uh, Marcus will make sure I have to get that number right. (laughs) But um, yeah, like just to know that they're like, hey, we like her, we feel like she's a good representation to our company. So that will always mean something. And I'm back. Sorry about the technical difficulties, but you know, when you're producing something live, unfortunately, some things just tend to happen. So nonetheless, comes with experience. I knew exactly what to do, how to do it. Got it fixed. Boom. We're back. So as I was saying, conversation was talking to my boy, Blake. We said, Hey, possibility Baron Corbin. I said, you know what? I wouldn't be mad. Now, you guys know I am not a Baron Corbin fan. We had Britt Waters on the show last week, and her and I talked about it. I said, you like Baron Corbin? She was like, yeah, you know. So I texted her. I even brought it up. Actually, right before I talked to Blake, I texted her, and she even said, like, hey, that would be a great idea. But I thought, I was like, Baron Corbin has heat. Shout out to my boy Antonio Banks, one of the most loyal listeners, one of the most loyal dudes I know all the way back since high school. He even said the same thing. Baron Corbin. I said, oh, man, I know they got you riled up because he, like those other two, are is a big Baron Corbin fan. So I thought about him, and I think, like I said, the names I just really came up with would have been, because if the thing is, here's the question. Are you taking the title off of Goldberg? Is it a must? Is it a, we need to get the strap off of Goldberg, and we have to do whatever it takes? Because of that, that's what I said. You could go Baron Corbin. He's going to draw a lot of heat. Why not? He's been doing it all along. Obviously, you could go John Cena. But do you really want John Cena's 17th championship taking place in front of an arena with no fans? Nope. But then I also thought about it. I was like, okay, Braun Strowman. And that's where the rumors are, folks. But we don't know. And I hope, just don't. Please do not DM me at Brian H. Waters or do not DM the Wrestling Realm 
at WrestleRealm. Don't let us know who's going to be. Don't let us know any spoilers. We want to enjoy this. We already can't enjoy WrestleMania the way it's intended to be. You know, that's with food and with your family and friends or in the arena itself. We have to social distance ourselves. So because of that, I'm saying, please, no spoilers. But nonetheless, I'm thinking Braun Strowman. And I think that's where they go. Now, how could we have avoided this? And this is what I told my friends. I said, we could have avoided this if when things first started to get bad, hindsight being 2020, WWE could have taped a series of shows around that time. They could have taped four weeks or six weeks of television. And no, Siri, I don't need you talking. <laughs> Man, I tell you, everything wants to talk today. And let me get this out of the way. All right. My bad. But no. We don't need. We don't. We, they could have taped a series of shows. And when they did that, that would have allowed them to build in for this time. Unfortunately, we don't know. Did not know what was going to happen. You know. So this is where we are. And quick folks out there, I'm just sending out my prayers and well wishes for anybody who is dealing with the coronavirus? Anybody who knows somebody who's dealing with the coronavirus? I unfortunately got a text message of somebody who may who was very close to me who may have been exposed to the coronavirus. So obviously my prayers go out to them and that person. But let's move on. We have Bray Wyatt showing up on at the fun house and he threw the puppets in and mixed them into a concoction. And he said, there's John Cena and John Cena get ready because he's going to, what did he say? He said, you know, that he wants to have a match at the fun house. And I thought that was very interesting. John Cena, Bray Wyatt at the fun house, you know, and, or I should say John Cena and the fiend. I'm very interested. Now, this was a match I said it should have been. You put these two and want to have them go at it. And the winner faces Goldberg. We all know Goldberg probably ain't going to get us more than 15 minutes anyway. So, it could help. But, um, if, um, I love to see this story playing on. Bray Wyatt, I mean, he wasn't there at WrestleMania last year. He's going back. This story goes all the way back to WrestleMania 30. That WrestleMania was on ESPN. And I believe they showed that match with Cena and Wyatt. Last week on SmackDown, wow! I tell you, this is this is gonna be interesting, man. And I think out of all these, this is one of those matches that this was going to work anyway because you wasn't gonna have the fans there. So having them in the funhouse, that's going to be the thing. So shout out to WWE for that. So let me just go. I might as well go right into the next section because I already took one break. Chumper and Gorgano, did you see NXT? Wow. <laughs> Just wow. Um, Gargano and Chumper, you know, Triple H. <laughs> I was like, uh-oh, y'all in trouble now. Triple H said, both of y'all get out here. And he held them apart. They're going to square off one more time. Or will it be the last time? That's how it's going to be built. And, and, and he related to him and Sean. And you look at this rivalry. This what I should I don't want to call it a rivalry. You look at these two. Oh, yeah, it's a rivalry. It's the biggest rivalry in NXT history. 
there's like a close friendship and it's almost like that good friends but better enemies type of deal and you look at the history of these two these guys have been carrying the nxt brand whether you have the strap involved or you don't have the strap involved and right now they're overshadowing adam cole yeah adam cole's still champion longest reigning nxt champion but do you really care no because when you turn on you want to see what gargano and champa's doing and I and this these are two guys you really don't want to see it go into the main roster. Unfortunately, I, no harm or foul meant by this statement, but unfortunately, perhaps Champa's neck injury was a blessing in disguise because they were up there last year around this time, folks, and I believe they were set to go into WrestleMania. Unfortunately for them, it did not happen. So. Um, staying with NXT, one thing I, I saw Austin Theory taking on Tyler Breeze. I have to say, man, I was impressed. Really like this kid, Austin Theory. Uh, he he lost mainly because he was showing off, and that's the way I wanted him to lose. If he was going to lose, lose because he was showing off, and he got caught one time too many. Tyler Breeze got him for the victory, but I he's somebody who benefited. Because we really got to see his character, but really hear his arrogance. So if you look at somebody who benefited from the crowd not being there, it's him. You would have heard it, but you didn't hear how like deep it was the way you heard it this past Wednesday. So, like I said, this was really good. I really enjoyed this match. It was a great I can't wait to see those two go again. Austin Theory's only 22. You look at the future of the WWE. You look at him and Pete Dunne. And, and obviously, Adam Cole. You're like, man, future is in good hands. Um, but no rush into the main roster. No, none. No rush at all. So, feel free. Make sure you guys are following us at Wrestling Run. If you tune in, feel free. You got questions, comments, concerns. You don't like what I'm saying. Drop it in the chat. I'll put the chat right here on the screen. But, yeah, you know, um, like I said, I hope you guys are all being safe. For my friends who are working in the healthcare business, make sure, you know, I talked to my older sister today. She works in healthcare. So, um, make it, you know, definitely praying for her, praying for everybody. Want to make sure you guys are good. You know, um, it's it's a tough job. It's a, um, tough times right now. So I definitely want to make sure everyone is good. So moving on, make sure people know I had to tweet that out. Uh, moving on, <laughs> Moxley, folks, how do you like his his AEW championship reign? He may actually made an appearance on backstage. You know, they were socially distancing. Renee Young. Booker T and Xavier Woods all in their homes doing, you know, sort of type of deal. You could tell it was Zoom. Um, but Moxley was in the back and playing with the dog or whatever. So, yeah, John Moxley on WWE television or WWE programming. Obviously, programming by Fox talking about WWE. But what do you guys think about his title reign? I'm going to tell you, I don't like it so far. Now, I know it's too early to tell. He won the title, and then a couple weeks later, it was an empty arena. But when you turn on AEW, the past couple of weeks, tell me, what was you looking forward to the most? I'll wait. Pretty sure it was the same thing. Matt Hardy, Chris Jericho, Cody Rhodes. 
Jake the Snake with Lance Archer. Even Brody Lee. You know, you look and see what these Dark Order guys were doing, but then you saw, I was like, okay, it's Brody Lee, so I see what Brody Lee's doing. Here's what you wasn't looking for. I'm telling you what you wasn't looking for. John Moxley. I hate to say it, folks, but for guys, you guys look at it. Moxley's kind of washed. Vince McMahon got all the juice out of him. Now, maybe he'll prove us wrong, but, you know, he was the hottest free agent, had that really cool social media video. Obviously, when he first became a free agent, the first thing he wanted to do was hear what he had to say. He got on Chris Jericho's podcast, started talking trash. And that's what people like to do. They like to hear what's the dirt, you know, Moxley talking about how Jericho didn't, I mean, how he had ideas and somebody wrote this thing and this promo for him and um to say about Roman Reigns. Yeah, all that stuff, right? Nonetheless, it still don't matter. It like all the new cars smell wore off. And now he's the AEW champion, but his dance partner is Jake Hager, another WWE guy that people really don't really care about. Former WWE guy, I should say. But that's just me. Maybe, may, let me know. Do you like it? Do you like it? Because I really don't. So, and um, Street Profits, they will be taking on Andrade and Angel Garza. Not according to new developments. So Andrade is on the list of people who will not be at WrestleMania. Um, let me see. Actually, hey, somebody text me a list, so I'll read it off. But this was this was supposed to be a tag team match for the NXT. I mean, for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championships, but. It's not going to happen. So the last list I got, these are the people that's out. Roman Reigns, Andrade, Miz due to illness. Dana Brooke mentioned her. Rey Mysterio mentioned him. Both of them are quarantined at home. Buddy Murphy, Asuka, and Cesaro. So now you take out Asuka. That takes out the tag team championships. You take out the women's tag team championships. You take out the Miz. From what I've heard, he was on the list. Um, he's not, yeah, he missed due to illness. Hopefully, he doesn't have it. But that takes out the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championships. And you take out um, Andrade, the U.S. champion, who's going to be looking to have two titles. That takes out the Raw Tag Team Championships. Now, I'm going to shout out to my friend Nikki listening in. Appreciate her as always. Um, we I, I mentioned to her that it would be hard to keep people invested in some of these stories. Like, are you really gonna care about Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar? You gonna care about Roman and um Roman and Goldberg six to eight months from now? Maybe you will. Maybe you won't. However, one of the suggestions I had earlier was taking a few matches. Maybe you would care about some of those matches. So I said, maybe those are the matches you wait and see. You still build them up in some type of way. Maybe you give um, Drew McIntyre a couple of matches, Lesnar a couple of matches. But you wait and see. But I did say you take those matches and then you take the big matches and put them on, you know, put them on later. But some of the other, other matches. But now the way this is happening, you can't even do that, unfortunately. So... 
<laughs> Nikki says they might as well cancel. It's kind of, well, all right. Here's the thing. Word on the street. Word on the street. The dirt she says, WrestleMania is already taped. So we're recording Friday at about 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. And as we're recording, word on the street is WrestleMania is already taped. So I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I just don't think I, I, I understand canceling it, but there's just so much. I, I just think that at the end of the day, they felt that with their ability to produce, if it was anything they could do, they would be the ones that would be able to get it done. That's why I'm with that. I could be wrong. I know they, like I said, you always hear Vince McMahon say the show must go on. And I think because of that, that's why he was being stubborn. I'm just glad that they're not going to try to have it in the stadium. And I'm glad they're not making people say, you know, well, people wasn't going to be able to go there anyway. Let's be real. They wasn't going to be able to go there anyway. But this is unprecedented times. We've never had nothing like this before in our lifetime, in Vince McMahon's lifetime, in Howard Finkel's lifetime. So these are unprecedented times. So I'm definitely, I'm, I want to see what happens. If WrestleMania is already taped, like I said, I just hope that there are no spoilers out there so we can get through it. Let's talk about the women. Tonight on SmackDown, we saw Bayley, we saw Sasha Banks starting off the show and pretty much as they were about to get into how they're not going to turn on each other because they're going to be the best of friends. All of a sudden, here comes Lacey Evans. And we've heard this story for about the past three or four months. Yeah, you know, they talk about Lacey's kid. Lacey gets mad. She threatens them with a woman's right. And then Naomi comes out. And Naomi says she's going to regain the championship. And then Tamina says, reminds you that actions speak louder words. And then boom, takes out the baby faces. Sasha Bailey got out of the way. After, of course, they stomped Naomi for a little bit. This right here made Tamina, in a sense of, this made her seem legit to be in this match because everybody was saying on the internet but Tamina hasn't been there in so long why is she on the show why is she in this match and I was like well maybe they just need a six person because we all know Dana Brooke was supposed to be in this not sure why Carmella was it but hey who knows however Tamina coming out there being the dominant one being the strength being the muscle of these, this group of SmackDown essentially made it make sense why she was going to be in this match. And now, for those out there who haven't watched wrestling all their lives, they're like, wait a minute, who's that, who's that girl? She might actually win this. So I, I really like them doing that. It, it kind of helped establish to me, and it kind of helped them say, okay, this is why she's in the match. So good job, WWE. <laughs> Uh, this past week we saw Becky beat up Shayna Baszler. Uh, I, so this is an example of if WrestleMania was to be postponed, this is an example of a storyline. This is something that they jumped the shark. They told us they were going with this back at the end of January, early February. And now at this point, we really don't care unless you're a diehard Becky fan. You really don't care. Do you really care about Becky and Shayna Baszler? Maybe you do. I don't. 
I wanted to, I mean, I'm going to watch the match. I, I want to enjoy the match. But at this moment, it's just like, whatever. Charlotte and Rhea. I'm interested in that one. You know, I'm, I'm really interested to see where they go with this. But Becky and Shayna, I told y'all time and time again, I think Becky Lynch is getting stale. Now, with that being said, I would not be surprised. And next week, of course, there will be a prediction show. Maybe, maybe not. There'll be a special guest on that show. We'll see. But I wouldn't be surprised if Becky Lynch retains the championship. I could be wrong. I just think perhaps Ronda Rousey is coming. So I'm going to take one more break. And then I'm going to discuss my thoughts on Dark Side of the Ring. And particularly Season 2, Episode 1 and 2 on Chris Benoit. I'll be back after this. My professor encouraged me to start doing broadcast, you know, doing broadcast media, you know, radio and TV. And I kind of, and that's probably why I started interning at different radio stations and stuff like that. I like, I think I like broadcast media and broadcast journalism better. I do want to be a media personality, not particularly a journalist, because I want to be, you know, to commentate and this kind of, but I also feel like today's world, there's not really, people don't kind of know the difference between a journalism and a media personality. And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you tune in to my other podcast, Breaking Through Glass Ceilings. This week, I got Khalid Crowder on there. You just heard a clip of that. So I promise you will want to enjoy it. If you're a student out there, you're wondering, how can you secure these internships? This is an episode you want to listen to. The episode with Khalid Crowder. And you know what? Sport, I ain't going to tell you who they are, but I can tell you, episodes... What's that? About 16, I think. 17, 18, 19. They're already done. So I can't wait till you guys hear this episode, though, and the ones to come. So, Dark Side of the Ring. We saw that this past week on uh, Vice Network. Um, we saw them going to a very chilling story narrated by Chris Jericho, guy who wrestled Chris Benoit. He talked about his life. Now there's been talks about like documentaries and stuff. Um matter of fact, right here. You may have mentioned, may have remembered. They discussed the book. Uh they had the author, Matthew Randazzo the fifth. He was in there. Um, I actually borrowed this book from my former co-host, my cousin, Bear, back on the old show I used to do called Russell Talking Bear B-Dub. And um, what happened was I borrowed the book, was in the middle of reading it while I was working at my old job, Best Buy. Shout out to Best Buy, um, the one in Owens Mills, not the one me and Nikki who was in the chat, <laughs> not the one we worked at together. But um, yeah, so I was, wor- I was reading the book and I lost it. And when I lost it, I was like, shoot, I got to replace my cousin's book. Well, I bought another one, finished it, gave it back, and then I found my that one. So I was like, well, shoot, I'll just keep this one. But nonetheless, um, by me reading that book, it didn't hit hard. I know a lot of people saying it was like very deep, very sad, hit them differently. It was different hearing people talk about it vocally especially when they went into the details about 
the deaths of Nancy and the deaths of Daniel. But this was something, um, it was still tough. Like I said, um, when it got into the Eddie Guerrero story, yeah, definitely was about to shed a tear. And I admit, I wasn't like the biggest Eddie Guerrero fan. I know a lot of people who were. I respected and enjoyed what he did in the ring. I popped when he beat Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship because it was something I just didn't think was going to happen. I just thought it was just another opponent for Lesnar. We had just saw him beat up Hardcore Holly. So I was like, okay, now they put Eddie Guerrero in there. But Eddie beats him. And then, um, but when he died, it was just like, dang, man, a wrestler died. Dang, that's crazy. Benoit was somebody I didn't dislike. I loved the root against him when he was a heel. But then I really popped, got behind him and invested around the late, the early 2000s. Um, you, you, his match with Kurt Angle, Royal Rumble 2003, is one of my all-time favorite Royal Rumble matches that didn't happen on the main card. Actually, it's one of my top. 25 matches um his match with chris jericho royal rumble 2001 it's the last royal rumble i watched with my grandmother but that match in the ladder that ladder match was incredible so i always enjoyed and appreciated his work and i look back and i'm like man you know like i said i read the book and then i, I don't know why but the other night I was on YouTube and there was this video. I, I wish I knew the name of it exactly, but it was a video talk that broke down Benoit's last few matches before that. And they, the guy looked at his style of work and looked at how he was wrestling the people. And I was like, yo, that's crazy. So as I was watching that, I'm like, man, okay. And then this airs. So I guess it was sort of like fresh in my mind, but it didn't like hit me. It wasn't nothing that I hadn't heard before, nothing I hadn't read before. And I was one of those people. I was ignorant. I was one of those people that was, I don't think he did it, man. Think about this, Kevin Sullivan, all that. Yeah, I was one of those people. But I think when I listened to Chris Jericho's podcast, when I listened to his podcast with Nancy's sister on there, that's what kind of made me accept it. Like I said, folks, I was ignorant. I was wrong. But um, seeing Chris Jericho reunite his other son and his aunt, I thought that was incredible. Uh, like I said, totally sad situation. Love the way Dark Side of the Ring. But I'll tell you one thing, too. This was also difficult because, as I was telling a couple of my boys earlier, Dark Side of the Ring shows a lot of stuff that um some of the tragedies of professional wrestling a lot of behind the scenes stuff that's like wow wait that was like i said dark side of the ring and there was some sad parts but you know the bruiser brody episode read about it read the stories heard people talk about it heard tony atlas describe that night and then watching that i was like wow but it didn't hit me Devon Eriks. I have the DVD of World Class Championship Wrestling and the rise and fall of it. And it's like, it really obviously goes into the Devon Eric family. That one was one of those things that was like, man, like when you see it, you think about the father who had five sons. And, and you look at the brother who said, I have four brothers and now I have none. That hit. I was like, man, that's deep. Obviously, Macho Man Elizabeth, that was different, but. So many crazy stuff going around about that one. 
um, Gino Hernandez didn't know anything about him to be honest with you. I heard about his work, um, but I didn't know about that whole situation. So these things, and then, you know the Montreal Screwjob. They did an episode on that, but that wasn't like a story talking about a death. Uh, they did one on Fabulous Moolah again. Wasn't really talking about her killing anybody. They just talked about how she mistreated the wrestlers. All of that, and I look at it, I'm like. Those were tough, but this Benoit one, I lived it. I remember coming home, pulling out my computer, and just sitting up there getting ready to do homework, and I was fixing some food, and my boy Ryan texted me. No, he called me. said, yo, Chris Benoit died. Did you hear that? I'm like, what? He said, yeah, his girlfriend told him. Of course, I go to www.com, there's his face. You know, unfortunately, sad Chris Benoit passes away. I'm like, wow, you know, so that changes like this is a Monday, folks. And that changes everything because now your whole essentially your world has rocked. It's shifted. You're like, what's going on? So then I remember me and my boy at the time, Steve, we watched Raw. And um, we watched that episode and we saw. Everything and for people out there who saying WWE shouldn't have did this, WWE shouldn't have that, they were in a tough situation. I mean, one, there was not enough time to find the facts. Jim Ross said it. You, if somebody dies, the first thing you want to do is honor that person. Then we find out all is you know everybody. You want to honor that person, and that's what they did. Then they found out the facts, and I thought what they did was great. Vince McMahon backtracked it. He said X, Y, Z. And, you know, in that book, in Ring of Hell, one of the things they talk about is the fact that Benoit, no, the WWE, they criticized WWE for certain storylines. If you guys remember, this is around the time they had the storyline that Vince McMahon was dead. And then Sherry Martell, the real person, died. And this they said, but Vince didn't stop the story from there. He kept the storyline going. Then when this happened... He had to go to you. But remember, they also said presumably dead because the limousine blew up. Boom. And I remember that being a big deal. I remember getting a lot of phone calls and text messages. This man dead. I'm like, nah, man. I thought that was too far. I thought they shouldn't have went there. Like, come on now. You guys are better than this. Thankfully, they've never gone there again. So, um, but yeah, with Dark Side of the Ring, I urge you to check it out. Give it your full attention. Don't do it before you got to do anything sentimental or something like, don't go do it before you give us, well, nobody's giving speeches at weddings right now, but you guys know what I mean. So, but folks, as always, man, I really appreciate you guys tuning in to this episode. WrestleMania is shifting. It's changing. We got, let's see, we got eight days. Because it's taking place on a Saturday. I love what WWE said. Too big for one night. Yeah. Taking place on a Saturday. Let's have a virtual party. You know, we'll figure something out. Let's uh, everybody get in their location. Let's get on like one of these apps. And let's talk wrestling. Why it happens, you know? See what happens. Uh, I don't see the show. Obviously, it's not going to be eight hours because it's two days. Maybe it's only three. Who knows? Will there be performers? That's what I want to know. Well, one thing we do know, Triple H isn't wrestling, so that's not going to be that Triple H entrance. That's what I was kind of looking forward to. But, folks, 
Um, make sure you subscribe. There's all the icons of where we're at. We are on, you know, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and I ain't at it, but we're also on Pandora. It's on the show graphic. But make sure you tune in. Subscribe to the Wrestling Realm, folks. Stay safe and stay home. Do not go out there and party. Go to the store. Come back. I mean, go to the store. Wipe your carts down. Wash your hands. Wash your faces when you get back. If you go for a walk, go home. Don't be hanging out. Let's stop spreading this virus. The United States is number one. Don't you guys want to get back things to get back to normal? Don't you guys want to go to wrestling again? Go to sports. So, till the next time. Thank you for everybody listening live. Thank you for all the people who went back and will listen to this later. As always, I'm Brian H. Waters. So long, everybody. <laughs>